Welcome to Intelligoji the Podcast with Tracy Browder, where together we will disrupt educational normalcy. Today's episode is Monday Matters, and we're going to talk about social emotional learning. And if you ever listen to the podcast, you know that my Monday Matters series talks about rethinking SEL. You know, so many people think of social emotional learning as an activity or something you do in the morning, kind of like a check, hit it, we're good. But it's so much more than that. Um, It's more than learning. Meeting the social emotional needs is what we have to do, what we have to do before we even teach our students. We have to, we have to know that they're okay. They have to know that we care about them far more than we care about the academics. We care about the whole child. So I'm going to ask you to think through these lenses. When I say rethink social emotional learning, I'm thinking about social emotional learning as meeting and exceeding the social emotional needs of students, teachers, parents, administrators, and the community at large. So listen, let's break that down for a minute. Meeting and exceeding. So there's an expectation that you're going to go above and beyond before you even get started. So meeting and exceeding what? The social emotional needs, not social emotional learning. We're going to meet, we're going to exceed, we're going to go far beyond what the kids, what the families, what the community ever even expects to meet and exceed their needs. And needs lie in our heart. Needs lie in our mind. Needs lie in our soul. Needs lie in our in our in our moments in our sleep when we cannot sleep. Things that keep us up. Like like those are the needs. The needs are the loneliness, the worry, the 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 sadness, the isolation, the the racism, the the gender discrimination, the sexism, discrimination, like all of those things, all of those needs, we've got to tend to those. We've got to tend to those. So if we're meeting and exceeding the social emotional needs of learners, let's look at where we are in our world today. 2021. Didn't think we had anything to talk about in 2021, right? Because in 2020, we had the global pandemic and we thought it's going to get better in 2021. So we've had our experiencing a global pandemic and today is a landmark day in the COVID-19 global pandemic because I was watching the world news and we have reached and probably exceeded 500,000 deaths from COVID-19 in the United States alone. Those 500,000 deaths are teachers, administrators, doctors, nurses, custodians, anesthesiologists, respiratory technicians, 
phlebotomist, you name it, um, receptionist, cafeteria workers, bus drivers, and our students, so many of our students are connected to so many of these lives that have been lost. And then you back up a layer, you have all of those who have contracted the virus and thankfully survived. Then there are the long haulers, you know, that's the name for it, right? Those who continue to experience the residual effects of COVID-19. Then there's the hybrid model of teaching, school, learning. There's the in-person, there's virtual learning. There's um, outbreaks in school. So then there's shutdown, there's reopening, there's switching from in-person to virtual, from virtual to in-person. And then there's a historic winter storm across multiple states tragic, mostly in the state of Texas, because Texans, Texas, most areas in Texas are not equipped to handle um, winter storms like people get in the northern, in the northern states. Because, you know, it's Texas. Everybody comes to Texas for the beach, right? Everybody comes to Texas. Well, I don't know if you come to Texas for the beach, but you come to warm up. You don't come here to get on parkas and all of that. So it's been a disaster. This this winter storm 2021. Lives, oh my gosh, have been lost. I was when I was watching the world news, this baby, 11 or 12 years old, um lost his life battling this winter storm. Um, That's that sweet baby, Conroe, Texas. People died in their houses with no heat, no water, no electricity, freezing temperatures in their homes. Home damage, pipes burst, flooding. There's so many stories. But here's here's what I want you to get from all of this. So many districts, mine included, have returned to school. Today was our first day back. You know, we have no control over when we when we have to return to school, even though um, Greg Abbott um, submitted disaster uh, declaration at the very beginning, at the onset of this winter storm, based on the weather forecast, um, we knew it was going to be catastrophic in nature. And uh, President Biden um, approved the disaster declaration for the entire state of Texas, for every county in the state of Texas. Today being my first day back, 
um, I was compelled to um, share on my website and my blog. And um, I created this graphic that I also shared on Twitter, ways to help educators transition back into school on the first day after disaster, you know, welcoming students back. What does that look like? It ties back to meeting and exceeding the social emotional needs of all students, of all teachers, parents, administrators, and the community. So when kids walk back into our buildings, when kids show up on our computers, what are we doing? I would love for every educator who was impacted by this uh, historic winter storm across the states, even when we came back, uh, when we actually went back in person the first time with COVID-19, I would love to hear that educators said, you know what? That first day, that first couple of days, we didn't even talk about education. We, we, didn't, we didn't talk about learning. We didn't talk about math. We didn't talk about science. We didn't talk about chemistry. We talked about life. We talked about, how are you doing? What's up? What's going on? Like, meet and exceed the social emotional needs. Whew. Okay. So when I went back to school today, oh my gosh, it was beautiful. All the babies were like, hi, Mrs. Browder, I missed you, I missed you. And I get I do teach younger grades, but that's a whole different conversation about how to build those relationships, even at the high school level, um, to, to get that same vibe and connection. It is possible, it's doable. But when these babies came back to school, they missed each other. They missed me so much. And I had a plan. Every student who was willing to talk, which in my class was every student, <laughs> based on the relationships that I've built, every single student, every single one, shared in detail about their, called it a winter break. So the first thing I did was, Let's just talk about your break. You know, what'd you do for fun? What, what did you do? You couldn't go anywhere or you definitely couldn't go anywhere unless you were going somewhere because your house had nothing to function in. But what did you do? So that was the first thing we talked about. Everybody got to share the really cool things they did, which in COVID-19 and in a winter storm is, you know, they become experts in movies and games and all sorts of fun activities. So all the students shared what they did. And so that took quite a while. And then after that, the next thing we did was share, okay, who had problems? What didn't work so well during this winter storm break? And that's when each student who had a story about power outages, about uh, electricity, heat, water, pipes bursting, they were able to share in detail. So, <coughs> excuse me, students who weren't impacted 
were listening so intently and compassionately to these students sharing their stories. Uh, I remember one baby saying, you know, mom took me to the closet. She started pulling out all these clothes and putting them on me. And I was like, why do we need that? And then she went and got all these socks. And I was like, why do we need that? And then she went and got something else, a caps. And I was like, why do we need that? And then it got really cold. And then I knew why I needed that. It was so cute. (laughs) So just giving these kids an opportunity to just dump it out, just dump it out. And honestly, once, especially with older kids, if you get them talking about all of this, all of these burdens, the burdens kind of lift a little bit because then I'm sharing my burdens. I'm, I'm shouldering. I'm, 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 I'm relying on my team, on my village, on my people. So all the students were able to share, um, some about their hotel stories, um, some who had to go to two or three houses because the first house they went to, it was cool. But then that house lost water. Then they went to the next house and that house lost power. And then they went to the next house and that house lost something else. And then they ended up back at the first house and just, so you, you, by, by giving all the kids a chance to share, you realize what they've been through and what they're still going through. And you get to see how they're handling it. So all of those moments, all of that time, it's not just giving kids an opportunity to talk and share. Like when the kids are talking and sharing, I need to be pulling it, pulling it deep into my heart. And I need to just press it in so that I will always remember so that I can keep these babies in my thoughts and my prayers. And so I know to check on families and know specifically what to follow up on. Um, so share about your break, the fun stuff, then the bummer stuff. And then after that, the students really, really wanted to know what was proud of. They kept asking all morning long and I would not tell them because I wanted to hear from every single child and make sure that they had an opportunity to talk. So, and I told them that I told them why I wasn't sharing yet. And I hope I hope when I explain, when I express things, I hope I'm teaching my kids selflessness. Put others before yourself. Always take care of you last. With a caveat, self-care, yes. But in certain cases, make sure you're meeting and exceeding the needs of others. Give them the space. And so I hope that I'm teaching kids, um, you know, I'm, I'm back here. I'm in the background. So I finally got to share um, my experience, which thankfully we didn't lose power. We only lost a little bit of gas pressure, which made for some couple of really cold nights, but nothing like what other people um, suffered. My mother-in-law, her whole first floor flooded. She's here with us. I'm so thankful that she is here with us. Um, It's kind of like a dream come true, actually, because my mom lives with us, and I have always wanted both mothers here with me. It's so cool. So anyway, um, we culminated the day with what I told them in detail about my experience and oh my goodness there's a couple more things I want to tell you real quick so I I I I solicited 
all the educators around the globe on Twitter to help me build a hashtag weather around the world 2021 flip grid for the kids because it was important to me for kids to see weather around the world in one simultaneous snapshot. So if it's snowing here, what does it look like in London? What does it look like in Canada? What does it look like in um, Australia? And I named those places because educators from all of those places, thankfully, posted a video in this Flipgrid section of uh, Flipgrid topic. So I was able to show the kids some of those videos today and they were so amazed. It was wonderful. And so I showed them those videos and then I created a video. I uh, We were off over a week with snow and ice. So every day I took videos and pictures and then I put those together because I wanted the kids to see the progression. Um, you know, how it was before we got the snow and ice, then as the snow and ice, ice accumulated and then as it melted. So they got to see all of that. Um, and so that was our day, just taking care of each other. Oh, at the end of the day, we spent the end of the day actually uh, had music going. We were all illustrating. I gave them several different choices of options they could illustrate. Um, you know, if, if they stayed with someone, um, create a thank you card. If they didn't have to stay with someone, just what was your, what do you remember? What do you want to, what do you want to pour your feelings out on paper for? What was your experience? And what was your favorite thing you did with your family? Um, I gave them so many different scenarios and ideas. And then I be free to use your imagination. Like the house I drew, <laughs> it looks like the Smurfs house is so colorful and slanted and this whimsical rooftop and all this crazy stuff. So anyway, um, you know, that, that, that's what we did at the end of the day. And to look at that screen and look at those kids, it was just so relaxing. And they didn't look like they had been through what they had been through um, just a day before. And yes, I'm scrolling on my phone because I'm pretty sure I got some pictures today. Uh, let's see. Oh, I didn't take pictures of the illustrating because I was so busy illustrating. But this is, and, and if you listen to Woke Wednesday, Rocking Remote Learning, that whole series, I talk about how to really rock remote learning. So my setup is very different. So this is the class actually watching uh, the Flipgrid videos, which was amazing. And uh, let me see if I recorded another part of it. No. Thought I grabbed. Yeah. There's another one. So teachers all around the world are talking about the weather pattern in their region. And the kids were just listening so intently. It was, it was pretty awesome. So, um, oh, here's the video. I knew I did record it. Check this out. Here we go. And 
Yeah, keep stopping. So anyway, I don't know why it's stopping, but this is a teacher in Canada. And um, yeah, she recorded on Flipgrid just what I asked. And it was so cool, y'all, because they have a, at their school, it's like a hockey rink and an ice skating rink. We don't get that in Texas. We have a basketball court. What? So the kids were like, oh my goodness. It was so cool. So we watched those videos. And then, like I said, the kids spent the rest of the afternoon illustrating, having a great time, talking to each other, talking to me. And then something really cool happened, but that's the conversation for another time. So, 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 so this is what I'm trying to tell you, y'all. You got to, if I could just clear all this stuff off my desk, but I don't want to do that. But you got to just move all of the academics to the side. Hold on a minute. My son just walked in. Donovan, I have a question for you. Today was your first day back, right? Did your teachers jump right into instruction? Did they check on the kids? Did they say, you know, how was your break? What I mean, yeah. I mean, they normally say stuff like that or well, not like that, but you, they, wow. You want to come over here? Oh, fine. I love when he comes on. <laughs> what is this? Are you going to sit down and join me? Sure, I guess. So everybody, y'all know this is Donovan. <laughs> my, my goober. I oh, thought I was getting right there. <laughs> okay, so Donovan, um, did your teachers check on you? I mean, not just you, but like... I, mean, um, uh, I guess you could say, yeah. I mean, yeah, because it was like, how was it? Did anybody lose power, pipes burst, you know, stuff like that. So you got a chance, everybody got a chance to kind of share and talk a little bit. Well, really only in my first period of class, but. So like in your next classes, they just assume, okay, you've been in school, whatever. And just, yeah. did y'all jump right into like learning? Yeah. You didn't do anything fun? No. See what I'm talking about? Like, what did you do? Schoolwork. So your your next periods after your first period, it was like, hey, and open up. Well, okay. Second period was different because the teacher in that class, I think she lost power and the pipe first, I think. So, you know, she was talking about that. But other than that, yeah. So everybody else, y'all just jumped right back into. Yeah. What, how did that make you feel? I mean. I, I guess since we didn't have any of those problems, it didn't really affect me that much because we didn't have those problems, but it would have been nice to have a day off, though. How do we go to a day off? What? I mean, I mean, not you. I mean, like. Uh, We've been off for like 7, no, I, 12, I, 20 days. What do you mean it would have been mean, nice I mean, to have a I, I meant like, like a, a, a chill day. That's, that's what I meant, like a chill not jumping right into it oh like a day off from learning yeah okay to get you like, redeemed yourself to like, ease back into yeah. it okay Ooh, okay um <laughs> so do you have assignments coming up do you do they give you new assignments he's turned this way y'all because he went to track all day and i think hope he's taking his shower but yes. you know hey 
another question. Hang on, guys, because this is part of our walk. He comes a walking. Wow. He comes on rocking remote learning uh, sometimes. It's rocking remote learning junior. And um, question for you. He had some challenges. I challenged him with some stuff. So did you turn on your camera this today for every single class? Meh. Huh? Meh. Well, uh, like, um, okay. <laughs> Um, how do I put this? <laughs> okay. So, I was going to, right? But, but then, um, one of my class, someone else turned in the camera room, and it was like, everybody could see it, and I didn't want everybody to see me, so I didn't, because I was like, eh. But you told me you did. I mean, I didn't, some classes, not all of them. Which class did you turn your camera on in? Uh, chemistry, chemistry. So you only turned your camera on in one class. Yeah. I don't, I don't fake it. I don't make it seem like, you know, oh, we're this perfect. Everything's awesome. Straight A kids and no Ooh. problems. And we get our homework in and we do everything like we're supposed to. <laughs> You have to know us. We have a very playful relationship. Um, anyway, so I'm actually glad he walked in because that's what I'm talking about. Like, okay, so first period, first period teacher because it's first period. So welcome back, everybody. Let's talk about what we did. That aunt, I think she lost power too, and she, you know, it impacted her. And then the next class person it impacted, but then after that, nobody talks about it. What do we? Like, well, then again, after that, I really only have one class. But I still understand what you're saying. Because, like, you have different kids in each class. So that's your, as a teacher, that's your first time seeing those kids after being gone from a break that wasn't really a break. It was designated a disaster. And... We, we, we've got to check on people. So my point to all of this is, listen, today is Monday. If you're given a test by Friday, what are you doing? Speaking of that, I do have a test Friday. <sighs> but the teacher said it was state mandated, so she didn't really have a choice. And therein lies another problem. Okay, state mandated, but the state... We're in a natural disaster. And I know what's I know what Tessie's talking about because oof, oof. You want a hug? I feel like you could use a hug. You sound like you could. What are we doing to these babies, to these kids? My God, y'all. They are already dealing with COVID-19. Many of them are already at home for reasons beyond their control. Um, it could be their health. It could be a loved one's health. Um, and and it maybe it's not health. Maybe people just don't freaking want to put their kids in an environment to get COVID-19. It has nothing to do with the fact that they're high risk. It's just a choice that people make. So you guys bought this for me, remember? Oh yeah, we did. <laughs> we both have ADD. You dropped this. So shame. He made me lose my thought. <laughs> it was good too. Just talking about what kids are dealing with. 
already. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you, you've got these kids who are at home, who are not at school, who are not socializing with their friends, who are going through and dealing with all of that. And then you've got, you know, look at the whole spectrum. Kindergartners first year in school should be everything. They should be experiencing everything. They should be experiencing recess, the playground and and going in and out of each other's oh, classrooms and having oh, so oh, much fun. Then you've got um fifth graders going into intermediate school and and seventh graders going into middle school and ninth graders going into high school and seniors going it, it, it they're going to college. You know, what about that senior year and senior itis and senior fun and and they're not senior able to pranks. fully have all of those experiences. You gotta think about what that does to the kid. Like kids probably since fourth grade have understood what it means to become a senior. Like that is the rite of passage in high school. Like that's really why most kids go to school, right? Is for that senior experience. I'm kidding. Is that why you go to school? Maybe. So, so I don't really have a choice if I want someone to live. Yeah. So, you know, these kids are going through so much just with COVID. We haven't even talked about our addressed racism, social injustice, discrimination and hate based on gender. We haven't talked about any of that. We haven't talked about George Floyd, Botham Jean. We, we, we haven't talked about any of that. And for these babies, these beautiful black and brown babies, and, and a male at that, that can walk out of this door and, and not come back every single time my husband, this guy, my son walks out the door. I know it's not safe. I know that. And it's like educators, why aren't we stopping to think about what these kids face? Donovan, you can go. I'm sorry. I'm not holding you here. I, I, I need a mental break from work. We got to think about what they're facing and stop just teaching kids like it's just a body. This is not just a body. This is a this is a human being. This is a, a person. This is this is somebody's child. Oh, well, it's my child. <laughs> <laughs> you are somebody, mother. But these kids belong to parents who birthed them, who loved them, who would give their lives and a heartbeat for these kids. And they come into our classrooms and we are we just straight up teaching? Are we just going straight into the textbook? Are we just going straight into the grade book? Are we just going straight into punitive consequences? If a kid is not sitting and quiet and listening, you know, what? I'm sorry, you might need to what are we doing as educators with these kids? Is that like a, do you want me to answer that or just gonna... I think so. I mean, you know, just what are we doing? I want my baby to be able to come home every day and be happy and tell me about his day. And I say, come home. I mean, come out of the office. That's, <laughs> Same thing, but I want him to be able to come out and tell me um, about the great day he had. I want him to feel included, even though he's virtual. 
I want teachers to reach him, even though he's gifted, virtual, ADD, ADHD, and stubborn and highly intelligent. I I expect I expect teachers to 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 reach him and every single other child. That's what I do. Bend over backwards to meet and exceed the social emotional needs of every single child and give every single child the best experience they could ever possibly have in school. That is my commitment. That is my pledge. That is my vow. That is my passion. I am going to bend over backwards for every child. I am going to meet and exceed what these kids need. I'm going to figure out what they need. I'm going to figure out their, 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 their struggles. I'm going to figure out their desires and their passions, and I'm going to help them achieve and reach their goals, their dreams. I'm going to help them overcome their struggles. I'm going to help them overcome their self-doubt. I'm going to help give them hope in the midst of a global, global pandemic, in the midst of a disastrous winter storm, in the midst of what seems like it's hopeless and never ending. And today hit a milestone of five Hundred American deaths from the mid from the hands of COVID nineteen. I want to be the one to five hundred. I'm going to be the one to mm-hmm. give them hope. What is my commitment to these students? Am I committed to meeting and exceeding the social and emotional needs of every single student, teacher, parent, administrator, and the community? Like I'm not just teaching the kids in my class. It's not just about twenty two or fifty because I've had fifty kindergartners. Yeah. So what are we doing? And that's not really just that that's not I'm not addressing really the classroom teacher. I'm addressing legislature. I'm I'm addressing um the education agencies. I'm addressing the school boards. I'm addressing the superintendents. I'm addressing administrators. What what are making decisions, the best decisions for kids and teachers? And are we meeting and exceeding the social emotional needs of every single child? You know, when you have an exceptionally gifted child in your classroom, even if it's virtual, are you doing something different for that child? Are you letting that child explore his passions? What about the child who's not gifted? I'm scratch that because every child is gifted in my book. I do not like the label gifted because I believe every child has gifts. But are we reaching every single child and giving each child that individualized learning experience? Because we can and we should and we owe it to them. So think outside of the box. Think about how you can meet and exceed the social emotional needs of all kids parents, administrators, teachers, and the community. And I can tell you a little bit more about parents and community and administrators because we're all in this together and we all have a responsibility. And my job, my commitment is not just to the kids in my class. And if we all always think about just the box, we're not expanding our reach. If we're only thinking about the flowers in our garden, we'll never build a field. You don't get it. 
Thank you for joining us, me, at Intelligogy the Podcast, where together we are disrupting educational normalcy. Until next time.